What is up, world? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show from Apocalypse Movies. And this is going to be a little bit of a different show today. We are just reviewing some stuff, some content. We're going to be doing a Soul, Pixar Soul spoiler review and a full Mandalorian uh, Season 2 spoiler review because we finally got Keith on to join us for that discussion. But before we get to both of those, I want to introduce the crew. I'm, of course, your host, Jacob Bartley, and we have Brian Avalosino here. How's it going, Brian? Doing well, doing well. Can't complain. Up here, no hanging up with cool kids, Gio Ramos. What's going on, Gio? I hate you, Jake. Just uh, you know, just he's right no out. longer a cool kid, Jacob. Cool What's kid. up? Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not really good. Uh, window shopping for an iMac, so uh, hopefully I get an upgrade soon. We'll see. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Well, now Keith's up here with the cool kids. What's going on, Keith? Yes. Uh, Doing good, doing good. Washington football team, division winners at seven and nine. Jesus but Christ. Doesn't matter where the worst division in. I have ever seen. They should all, all four football teams should just be canceled. They all tanked. The Philadelphia Eagles tanked, matter. man. Doesn't matter. We're in. We won. Somebody <laughs> got to win that division. We won. Hey, Al- if Alex Smith wins the Super Bowl this year, that would be insane. <laughs> um, especially how far he's come back from that injury. Jake Berlin, yeah. how's it going, man? Two things. One, you say the best for last. Two, that intro is extremely old. That is so pre-quarantine, I cannot believe it. I know we're all I know, together right? laughing. The next one's going to have like all quarantine footage, like solo yeah. footage of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I, I still like the, the old intro. It's pretty cool. Um, all righty. So I think we should let people know off the top of the show, if they have a question, they should go to that link up there at the top, the streamlabs.com link. You can leave us a question anytime, right? And we can, we can address those. You sure can. Awesome. Awesome. So if, you know, any, even if you leave a comment about this, these movies, we could talk about it on the next show. Either way, we'll get to that. But yeah, let's jump into it. So Pixar Soul was one of the big uh, movies to come out uh, this past uh, Christmas. And, it came out alongside Wonder Woman 84, which came out on HBO Max. We already did our very long spoiler review of that, so you can check that out on the channel. So we're here to talk Pixar's soul, and I think we all enjoyed it from what I've gauged so far, but maybe on varying different levels. So, Keith, since you haven't been around lately as much, man, uh, we're glad to have you back. I'm going to throw it to you first, man. Uh, what are, where are your thoughts? I mean, I, you had it ranked in your top ten, so I'm assuming you, you liked it a lot. Loved it. Absolutely loved it, man. Um, yeah, just okay. So I, I I love jazz. I'm one of those people that I love jazz music. My car is set on Sirius Channel 67, <laughs> which is uh, I think it's called is it called Watercolors or whatever. I don't know. It's a jazz channel on Sirius XM. It's uh, that's the music I grew up listening to. My dad really got me into jazz, so that alone had me when I first heard first heard about this movie, and then uh. Yeah, just and I, of course we we're talking about Pixar. We we're talking about the animation. It gets better every movie they do. It's these are the most like real looking people I think they've ever done. Um, that scene where he's water. walking down the street, I could not believe. It, right, I know it's crazy, and, it, and I mean, and it's New York too. Like this is full on. Like they just, it looked like they just went and shot in New York, and then just added some <laughs> a couple of animated people in there, man. It's it's incredible. Uh, gosh, I'd be honest with that that blows me away the animation they do there. But um, and and it's a, just a lovely story, and I just I love the lessons that the character um, 
with Jamie Foxx's character. Great, Jamie Foxx, of course, great voice work by him. Um, love the lessons that he learns. And Tina Fey's sole character in 22, I think it's her name, 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, loves, loves the lessons that she learns. And just, it's just, just, just it's a great, just beautiful story, uh, heartfelt story. Felicia Rashad playing his mom. I love the relationship with him and his mom and the way that works out. And just, I just love it. Just really did. I can't, I can't say it enough. It was really great. One of the best Pixar movies I've seen in a while. Awesome, man. Yeah. Pixar, they did it twice this year. I mean, Onward was really good. Uh, Soul is, is really good. Or oh, great. I, I forgot about that. Onward actually. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I mean, they've had like, there's been a few misses here. Like the, was it the good dinosaur was not great. Cars too. That movie had a lot of, uh, like it was pushed back a lot, The Good Dinosaur. And then the Cars films, we knew that those were like a passion project of the guy who was previously in charge of Pixar. But uh, but yeah, so uh, we can just have a full out discussion, guys, uh, whoever wants to take it. I mean, I who had it high, highest on their list other than Keith? I did that three. Yeah, so Gio, man, what did you love oh, about nice. this movie? Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, blown away because I knew nothing about this movie. Um, and mm. just it took a quick turn, you know. I thought this would be a movie about you know some some jazz, some you know soul music, you know, and just the appreciation. But then uh, spoilers, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he dies, and what continue, continues to impress me about Pixar is the way they illustrate things that you know we don't exactly you know are, are able to you know see for ourselves. Like we feel our emotions, but in Inside Out, they showed us. And we got a visual representation representation of how that could work in this movie, The Afterlife. It's just the way his little figure, little ghost figure, just looks up, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. And just you know, everybody going into the afterlife. It's just yeah, so so beautiful, but also a little you know, it can be a little frightening, you know. And you know, th- this movie sure. definitely got a little heavy in some places, the but then you get the. Movie. Yeah, and that's Pixar for you. That that they they do it so well. Yeah, I heard there were parents that were like saying they won't let their kids watch this because it's uh, too understandable. Dark. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not a soft. It's not that it's dark, but it deals with death. Like the main character is dealing with death. Exactly, dies right. in the first yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, but of course, it being a Pixar movie, it it goes back to being fun. You know, Jamie Fox becomes a cat and. Uh, Tina Fey becomes <laughs> Jamie yeah. Foxx, and I like how that works. You know, it's uh, the the roles are kind of reversed. You know, like body body swap. You know, which is a common thing in movies these days. But it's it's just a lot of fun. You know, and and the music it, it's there. Uh, the guys who did uh, the Social Network, uh, Trent Reznor, Trent Reznor, and, and Atticus Ross, so incredible. Yes. They also did Watchmen. Music yeah. is incredible. A lot of a lot of powerful messages and. Uh, by the end of the movie, I mean, you just want to turn off your TV. You don't even want to watch, spend another second of your life watching TV. You want to go outside and do something, which you can't really do much, you know. But don't and, fall in a drain. Yeah, yeah, don't fall in a drain. Uh, watch where you're going. <laughs> Pay don't, attention. Don't text and walk. He was uh, on his phone, right? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was Pixar telling us, like, stay off your phones when you're walking in the streets. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of messages in here, but I really enjoyed it. I cannot wait to revisit it again, so... Yeah, it's definitely one of those. Well, you guys know I love Inside Out, and it not that it's the same thing at all. It's completely different, but it's like that similar type of idea where they're showing us something beyond our understanding, like Joe mentioned. So, 
I thought that was great. Cool. Uh, Jake, yeah, how about you, man? Uh, how did you feel about this film? Yeah, I uh, I think I watched it um, after all of us did. I think I was the, the last one to watch it. I just watched it recently, um, mm. and I, I was really looking forward to it. I was. I, I you know it was kind of touted as like Pixar's genius, and and you know this was this was the movie that was gonna um, you know get them another Oscar, and it was kind of gonna be the best anime film of the year, and it was gonna be the talk of one of the best films of the year in general. Uh, and I think it do it does live up to that. I don't think it's one of the, I don't think it's the best film of the year. That's just my opinion. We talked about these movies on Tuesday show, and it was on my list, but it wasn't up near the top. Um, but but it was mentioned. I do think that this is a pure adult film. I don't think this is a kid movie at all. Um, yeah. I, I I think and I and that's a good thing. And I'm not. That's not a bad thing at all for Pixar. Uh, you know, Pixar is obviously they're they're put out there as a kid studio. They put out movies like Cars and and you Toy know uh, Monsters Inc. and Toy Story and all these films that are very kid heavy. But that doesn't mean that one Pixar can't do adult, and that two animation can't be adult. You don't have to have vulgarity and and all of this violent stuff for the animation to be adult. You can be adult through its themes through its story, cer through certain things that are happening. And even though they go to this like afterlife or, or, you know, the great beginning or the great before is what they call it, the great before. Um, right. It's still very adult. And that's what I appreciate, appreciate about it so much risk or Pixar took a chance. They took a big chance. They swung for the fences on doing this type of film. Um, and it really paid off. And it, it does, it really does frustrate me. And there's nothing we can do about it. It does frustrate me that I couldn't see this in theaters. Yeah, it really does yeah, because yeah. the music is fantastic, the visuals are incredible, um, and I know that I would have appreciated it even more so in a theater than I did on the screen. Yeah, for sure, uh, Brian. I don't think I've heard your thoughts about it at all, man. No, I liked it. I thought it was great. It was definitely not a kid movie. Um, I part of me wants to kick back a little bit on what Jake said about it being in the movie theater. I think it kind of probably turned out for the better for them to have it on Disney Plus. I think it was more. You mean box office wise? Probably, yeah. Um, hmm. And watchability, I want to say for people. Oh, well, it's definitely a heavy movie, yeah. Um, I just can't get over how amazing everything looked. From, uh, I mean, the detail to like the barber shop cutting their hair. Like, yeah, I love the barbershop machine. That's my favorite. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, it, I was looking at a thing of Disney when they dropped or Pixar when they dropped Toy Story One, and Andy's friends all come the same thing, and yeah, all the same Andy's. And now it's we're literally yeah. seeing the curl of each hair, and it's just it, it blows my mind where we came from. Um. I actually loved the supporting characters oh, in yeah. this. Um, my favorite characters uh, out of this whole thing was uh, Moonwind, the like hippie, dippy, like pirate captain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Him. The guy, the street sign guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, oh God, I love the Jerry's. The Jerry's killed me. They're yeah. so. I just love how they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. The sure. Perry was kind of creepy, but I yeah, 
it worked though. Like, yeah. And it's, I mean, it. yeah, it, it just, there was definitely adult things. It's kind of funny. Cause like every single time they showed the afterlife, you had this like, <gasps> like, Oh yeah. Very yeah. scary sounding music. Um, but it, it's just, it was really well done. And I just can't get over how amazing everything looked and the sounds and it, it was just, I, I visually, I was just like, wow, like this is, this is incredible. Like, and again, I'm going to say it again, that barbershop scene is it, yeah. it it's just, it, yeah. It, visually it's one of the greatest animated things I think I've ever seen visually. Yeah. It definitely looks great. I, I love this movie. Like, it's funny because you know that Pixar is going to try to like hit you in the feels. Right. But you're like, how are they going to do it this time? And when I was watching this movie, I, I was really enjoying it. And I love how we get to see, you know, the place in between the afterlife and, you know, before, you know, the souls go to earth and all that stuff and finding your patches and all that. I love all that kind of stuff. Uh, the creative side of that. But then like, when they go back to Earth and they, there and then uh, he goes into the cat. She goes into him. I'm like, oh, this is kind of gimmicky. I thought at first, but then I was then once they show that she had to live in his body to see what it felt like to live because what she's been around for thousands of years. She's literally number twenty two. Yeah, when they're on like I don't even know what number they said they were on. Yeah, and so she and I love how she was mentored by like all these historical figures. And how they yeah. all were like telling her that she sucks or whatever. Um, and then she just, and basically like the message of the movie is like not finding something for you to do in life. It's just living like the purpose of life. Everyone's purpose is to just experience just life. Right. And I'm like, damn, that's come on, Pixar. Why you got to do that? And like that, it kind of got me like, I, I teared up during onward for personal reasons, but like even that, uh, soul at the end got me a little like choked up a little bit too yeah just because it was like damn they kind of they kind of make you feel bad about yourself sometimes because they're like you're right pixar i do need to enjoy life more and stop complaining about things that you yeah. know i shouldn't be complaining about you know so i i thoroughly enjoyed it and i i loved the the Terry character, man, that was hilarious. Um, how, when he went to earth and he was trying to track them down, <laughs> but I was yeah. like thinking if I was a kid watching this, I would be terrified of that. And the way the music plays when he's around and when he goes to earth and it's all like, he's creeping around. I thought that was awesome. Keith did. Yeah. Has Sophia watched it? Uh, no, they didn't watch it. Emma's the only one who watched it with me. Mm -hmm. It was surprising. Yeah. So I got to get them to sit down and watch. They were kind of in and out. The others, you know, teenagers looking at their phones or whatever. But <laughs> so, yeah, they were, they were, it, it, I got to get them to sit down and watch the whole thing start to finish. Uh, yeah. You got to have a no phone during movie rule. Yes. No, so I, absolutely. I need to, I need to get that. Well, she's, uh, Charlize sat down and watched Extraction with me last night. So uh, nice. she sat and watched the whole thing. So that was, you know, as a win there, I guess. But, uh, but um, <clears throat> excuse me. 
yeah, you can combine this, and I mean, Jacob is probably just <laughs> you're the only one I think that watched this, but uh, you combine this with the good place, which like I said, and we uh, mm -hmm. talked about that. Well, we haven't talked about the finale, but I watched that finale a couple months ago, and there's some similar stuff going on with the way that show, uh, the way that show goes uh, towards towards the end, and stuff. Yeah. stuff about 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 purpose and about. Um, just about that, uh, yeah. It's obviously afterlife stuff, and even even your purpose in the afterlife as well. Um, yeah, just very poignant. Very, uh, I just it really that really spoke to me as well. I, I, I man, I, I was thinking about it like that whole day. I watched it early on the twenty sixth, and uh, yeah, it really it stayed with me, man. This is one that stayed with me. Yeah. So I uh, I really uh, love this film, but like I I think there's something that like. I thought it maybe, I don't know. It could have been better, obviously, right? Because it could have been where we're all saying, oh my goodness, it's the best movie of the year. So is there anything that prevented it from being that for you guys, like the best movie of the year or up in that conversation? Or a lot of us had Onward above it. So what, you know, what prevented it from being as good as it could have been, do you guys think? Yeah, um, I have a negative. Go ahead, Gio. Oh, uh, Keith or Brian. No, go ahead. I was going to kind of pull one out of my, you know what, but all right. <laughs> doing that so, a lot. Time, Brian. Yeah. Lots of stuff coming out. <laughs> this movie. And this is kind of an epic. Okay. Mm. But this movie is so smart. It's so well done. It's, yes. It's too good. It's too it, smart. <laughs> but the spoiler, right? The very yeah. end. <laughs> You mean to tell me that all you're going to do is tap that accountant guy on the shoulder to turn him around, and then you're going to secretly crack, do that, and then that fixes the count and everything? This is the same guy who earlier in the movie went through hundreds of thousands of cab cabinets, uh, drawers, file drawers, and yeah. millions of files, and he's not going to catch that? Like, everything goes sure. back to normal. I just... <laughs> That yeah. was a little bit. I, of scary. I, I just felt like they kind of did that very quickly. Just it was get, funny like, though. Just to get it going. That's like yeah. that's like the rat in a uh, end game. The rat stepping on the oh sure thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like, yeah. But again, it's it's in that pick. But I'm just like I was like, hi. Huh. That I was like, uh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> other than that, I don't have too many problems with this movie. I don't have too many complaints. I mean, this is uh this is Pixar going into their third decade now, right? Third decade or fourth decade? Oh uh, yeah. Of making just, well, they were at the very end of the nineties. Yeah. And then yeah. Just incredible storytelling. And I, I'm just again, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm I'm blown away. I'm I'm wowed by it. And uh especially as an adult. You know, watch this movie as a kid, it was just and who knows? Who knows if we saw this movie as kids, how we we would feel about it uh, as adults, you know, would it be that much better? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think Jake's right. Like, if I was when I was ten, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh my goodness, this is so deep." I would have just been focused on the visuals and things like that. So I I do think this movie was made for adults, like the the whole story and the concept and everything. And my negative kind of ties into yours, Geo. It's like, look, I knew there was no way they were going to let his character die like go to the afterlife officially. But I felt like it was just like out of nowhere. Oh, we're going to give you another chance. Go, there you go. And I feel like, I think they should have just found a different mechanism to get him back to earth somehow. I don't know what it could have been, 
but it that felt kind of rushed to me where everything else was like perfectly timed and calculated and then mm-hmm. him getting back to earth was kind of rushed for me a little bit oh they could have easily just said uh hey uh you know now it's it's just your time that's it it's just your time and uh, that's that's kind of what they did that and up i thought they were going to yeah. do that so they could have easily yeah. went that route i'm personally glad they didn't <laughs> Okay, because yeah. uh, I don't, I don't want to say I'm getting up there in age, but like I always, you know, like I'll get out of here. Man. <laughs> well, his character's not even that old. What was his character like? Thirty-eight or something? I don't know. His mom, his mom said middle-aged. Yeah. So forty. Yeah. Around there. Um, yeah, that would have been rough though if they ended it. Well, the thing is, he went. He learned something in this movie, right? He learned that. He doesn't need to just focus on becoming a jazz player. Like that's all he's obsessed with and that's it. He doesn't even care about anything else going around him. So he wouldn't have been able to appreciate what he learned if he just died, you know? So, and, and he experienced that. Sorry. Yeah. He, he experienced that. He experienced being a jazz player and playing that night. That's and true. Afterwards, everybody left, everybody went home. And, you know, dur- during that time he, he was, uh, uh, God, what do they call it? In the zone. Mm-hmm. Where, yes. where you, you kind of leave your body and he awesome. experienced that but at the end he still felt you know this void he, you know and and that again an important message you know that yeah. you know this this one thing can't can't be your life you know yes. like we all have you know date well most of us have day jobs and you know side hustles and this and that and then we have this you know and it's just it, it's it's the things we do uh, that really, really, uh, I don't know, like make us experience life. It's not just one thing, you know, because, well, then once you get that one thing, then what? Life goes on. Life continues. So, right. That's Wait, exactly. this isn't your side hustle. This is mine. Jake's not paying you guys? <laughs> what? I'm kidding. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Jake? Did you have any other other thoughts? Not necessarily negative, but any other thoughts on the film at all? I don't. I don't really think that I have any any negatives per se. It it just. I mean, I, I liked everything that happened in the movie. I think that um, it was really well written. I think that the visuals were insane, and you know, I was sorry for me, me not speaking up too much, but I was pulling images because I wanted to find this one specifically. But oh, this yeah. this blows me away. <laughs> yeah. This this blows me away that this movie just, actually looks like this. Um, look at that I mean, woman's afro. This look look out. How, look so at real. how real everything Insane. looks. It yeah. it it look they look like miniature figures that are in our real lives. You know, it doesn't look like animation. Everything looks spot on compared to everything oh. else around it um the lighting is beautiful yeah that's... yeah it's it's brilliant um no i mean i don't really i don't think i really have any negatives i mean obviously we can nitpick things but the, the simplest way i can put it is that maybe it just didn't hit me as well as it did every other people um mm-hmm. and I, look I, I still love the movie i think it's brilliant uh like i said it's in my top 10 of the year uh at the, at the back end but um you know, it just it. I don't think it hit me as well as it did the people who have it. It's it at its five, its threes, its ones of the yeah, world. Yeah, and movies hit us all differently. So exactly, That's but uh, yeah, I think that this is definitely a uh, this is definitely a game changer for Pixar for what they're capable of doing. Um, we've seen them for a long time really dominate the, the kid genre, right, with the Toy Stories and the Monsters Inks and the Finding Nemo's and you know, those other films, but they have never really stepped in the realm of 
adult themed movies. Like they have flashes of it in their movies. Um, and it's been happening recently a lot with well, a lot Coco of Coco had death in it, like Coco inside out yeah. as well. Yeah. There's flashes of it in Big these bump. movies, but this, this is really like the first movie that is pure adult movie. It is a thematic film that is purely dedicated to the adult, um, the, the adults of the world, the adults of the world. Um, and so I really do think that this is kind of like a major stepping stone for them. Um, whether or not they continue it, I don't know, because we know they have a lot of big movies coming up. I know Raya uh, and The Last Dragon is coming up, and, and I don't necessarily know if that's going to be an adult film, but this could be a giant stepping stone for this company as far as filmmaking goes. Um, and we could end up seeing a lot more of this type of movie here in the future. Yeah. I mean, they could make, I mean, this was kind of it already, but they could make a movie that is not even like for kids at all. Like not that it's, it's never going to, they're never going to have cursing or all and like vulgar stuff like that, but um, they can make more movies like this where it's like just more adult themed and, and they could be, I mean, I, who knows, like this year, even if like this could get nominated for an Oscar this year, but then everyone's going to be like, oh, that was in 2020 when there weren't that many movies, but it still could have been in the consideration mm -hmm. even in a regular year. So yep. uh, we'll see what ends up happening with that. Uh, so I know we're going to talk Mandalorian here. So does anybody have any last thoughts on, on Soul before we move on? Well, my last thought would be a question, but if anybody else wants to speak there, uh, uh, last thoughts on soul, but mine is a Pixar question for you guys. So I would say for me, you guys asked why it's not higher on me on my list. Probably for me, and it's nothing against the movie really. It's more me. I, <laughs> I'm just not, a, I don't like thinking about that type of subject matter. And it's, it's not an easy thing to talk about. So, I mean, sure. like, so it just, I think that might have been the reason why. But other than that, like the movie's great. There's no denying that at all. I just, that. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that was so cool how, like, when everyone was in the zone of their passion or whatever, yes. yeah. that they would like travel to this world or that, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just, like, that is freaking. Yes. Dude, the barber was awesome, and he looks great. As too. A, listen, I grew up in in one of those barber shops. Like that's, I mean, that was spot on. Like I, <laughs> I loved every every moment of that. Yeah. I really did, and I was. But yeah. it's just so visually gorgeous, oh, so crisp. Look at the detail Details. on the saxophone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, well, like the saxophone looks just straight up real. Like it doesn't right. even look animated at all. I mean, look, crazy. look at her hair. You yeah. can see literal single strands. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Angela Bassett too, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Angela Bassett voice in it. it was great. I think I yeah. love that scene. I'm sorry, Brian. Oh no, I was just gonna say. For me, I think it's just more of the subject matter you know i mean it's i mean it's a, it's not an easy thing to to listen right. to or talk about yeah. and, um but i don't want that to make people feel like it's not a good movie because that's not the case it's a fantastic movie yeah and that's fair to say because i i could totally see that like i love those concepts like i 
it's kind of like the good place key like we talked about i love i don't know why i just love thinking about that kind of stuff and sometimes it is like uncomfortable but it's it's cool to explore that kind of thing especially in film well yeah like i said it it makes you want to get up and go you know call someone you haven't talked to in a while or get out and just do something you know instead of just sitting down looking at your phone or watch tv or or whatever (laughs) yeah uh, yeah i know yeah that's true (laughs) they didn't know we were going to be in a freaking pandemic (laughs) when they made this movie yeah yeah yeah, absolutely (laughs) but i mean it's and especially after the loss and brian i mean i definitely understand because especially after all the loss we've had this year um obviously you know all the lives of everyone of this illness but just all the like famous people that meant so much to us that we lost yeah you're absolutely right he's just that that scene at the the beginning when he it's so harrowing because it's just like that like he's just he's walking and all of a sudden he's you're just like whoa and i would imagine that's probably what it's like you just if you don't see it coming you know you're just like wait what what just happened um so yeah but geo geo you you touched on it just super fast i know we gotta move but you mentioned the scene. That's probably my favorite scene in the movie, where he's he's in the zone, which is which was beautiful. And then the, when he's done, and everybody leaves, and he just it just it wasn't like he got everything he thought he wanted, and he it just wasn't what he thought, you know. And I just I love that lesson. Is just just he had to realize to just appreciate what he has, you know. He realized like that moment when he's teaching that little girl about jazz, and like that 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 itself just teaching just sharing that passion with somebody else and inspiring others. You know, it's something that is just reading something about Kobe Bryant. He talks about that all the time. Uh, just being an inspiration to other people and sharing that passion. And once you find that passion, you know, you're, you're there, you got it, you know, and especially, and then when you start inspiring others. And I think that was a, I, I just love that lesson. I just, I really did. I love it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think soul is a win for all of us, to be honest, we all, liked it to loved it and man is pixar like from now on i don't think they're ever going to make a bad movie like i think every pixar movie from now on is going to be great to be <laughs> how could it not they be? definitely get the they get the benefit of the doubt man it's you know yeah for sure for sure all right well let's move on to our mandalorian season two discussion and i mean let's just open the floodgates and talk whatever we want. We talked all four of us other than Keith talked about it on the Fandalorian club. Um, so I, I want to go to Keith first, man. Uh, you can talk about anything you want, but if I would like, if you shared your experience of the season finale with us, if you don't mind. Okay. Okay, definitely because it's a thing. I'll tell you, it was. It's, I got a little story for that. He's gonna shit uh, on it, Jacob. Why'd you let him do this? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys heard his thoughts yet? No, um, but it's Keith. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wasn't totally. I'll say this. I wasn't totally. Oh, I forgot. Surprised. Keith hates Star Wars. What? Yeah, that's right. The, is that the thing? Is that not? Yeah, Star Wars. I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. <laughs> what does that mean? You also saw Rise of Skywalker in the theater. <laughs> I saw Mad yeah, Max: Fury in the theater. Come Dip. on, different. No, um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, Mandalorian. I woke up that morning, like, like I did every Friday. Like, I just get up my phone, look at Twitter, uh, see what's going on in the world, and I saw Luke Skywalker trending. 
Oh my God. You got oh, us no. man. But here's the thing. I didn't think about it because I, I forget because every week I forget that the Mandalorian's on. <laughs> so I didn't Ooh. think about it. Until <laughs> I, I went to work. I just went about my day. I just went, oh, it's Skywalker thing. I was on my break at work and I was just thinking about, all right, it's Friday. What am I going to do tonight? Oh, that's right. The Mandalorian's on. Oh. <laughs> so then I thought, well, I don't know for sure if that's what it is, but I remember it also. The same thing happened last year, right before Rise of Skywalker. I just woke up in the morning, checked my phone. Oh, Ben Solo's trending. That's weird. And then, all right, all right, hey guys, you ready to go see the movie tonight? We're gonna go. Oh wait, <laughs> that hit me. Oh, so I was like, God. So, but I wasn't totally surprised because after the Ahsoka episode. When she mentioned, okay, maybe somebody will reach out in the fourth today. I said that to the girls. I'm like, oh, it's, it's Luke Skywalker. Like, <laughs> I was like, who else would it be? Like, everybody's, I was hearing people online were like, Mace Windu or uh, Ezra. It's not, it's not I mean, now that, we, now that we think about it, Luke Skywalker makes complete sense. We just never That's thought like, yeah. we would do it, you know? I, I was fully like, I may have, I think when we talked about the finale last year, I think. One of us, it might have been me. I, I didn't watch it, but I think we didn't rule out that he could be on the show. Um, certainly, one of us, the five of us, somebody has must have said that at some point. Like he, he could be on the show at some point because it's perfect. I mean, it makes sense. You know, we didn't really, I guess, know that we'd actually see Jedi um, uh, in the show. But if they did, it would be him. You know. But um, so yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned on one of the episodes now, the Ahsoka episode was really great. I love that one. But um, yeah, so I, I started watching the show and I had it back in the back oh, of my head. I got it. Work. <laughs> and then. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, awesome. uh, He's got yeah. both the uh, real Ahsoka yeah. lights over there. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> I get that one. I love I loved that sound. I heard lightsaber. That was really cool. But uh, so. I start the episode right right as I come in from work, take my shower. All right, girls, we're gonna sit down. We're gonna watch Mandalorian. Sophia goes, oh. and I went, "What? I'm like, why are you looking at your phone?" She's like, "I just, I just had." I didn't. I told her, "Don't say anything." But and then she told me later, somebody posted on Instagram. It was so great to see Luke Skywalker. Oh, oh, wow. That's very cool. The curves got the curve. Yeah, both of them. Are they both different? Are they both different length? Yeah. Oh, wow. One smaller. Oh, I never knew that. I never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. That's cool. They're the size of a human forearm. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not even one. kidding. Jake, hold the big one up to your forearm. Jeez. Wow. Keith, well, your story is the reason why most of us were watching it at midnight every night on Thursday yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If I, yeah, right. I would have watched it the night before if I'd known that. But, but it, 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 like I said, it wasn't a total, total surprise. So I've just... By the time it got to, as soon as that X-wing came creeping around, I went, "That's that's Red Five. I, I knew right away. Like that's that's him. Yup, yup. <laughs> so, and then they, they, for a split second, I thought maybe it was that one guy from the Spider episode. The, oh yeah, yeah. But I I thought that for one second. I was like, "But what is he gonna do? Nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Nobody right. else would have been able to do anything. So <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. No, but then it's just right away. I just, oh, that's Luke. That's definitely Luke." And uh, well, we all, all five of us were down here watching. We all perked up. <gasps> it was really cool. So, uh, yeah, it was awesome. You know, it, it, for people who um, uh, 
like for people who wanted to see that from Luke Skywalker, you got it. You know, like I thought it was, it, it, I mean, it definitely, it definitely, you know, fulfilled that, that void that, you know, we're kind of missing seeing Luke actually do so. It, obviously it's younger Luke, of course, which I thought, um, I was curious that uh, we could actually show him, right? I thought it was better looking than Tarkin, but also it was kind of, who cares? Like, <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he would talk, it was like, it looked good until he started talking. It was kind of like that one, that Will Smith movie, where it's Will, young Will Gemini Smith. Or, yeah. It's kind of like that. Keith, I, need, Keith, I need to ask you something real quick. Okay. How could you not like this? Well, who, who, uh, who doesn't? Like, so come on. Awesome. Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go rewatch this right now. Just look at this. Just look at this. Are you kidding me? Like, right. The, to know that that's Luke, like, we we had to see this from Luke before <laughs> before it was all said and done, I think. Heath, would you have really, rather had Sebastian Stan do it or do what they did? That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I, oh, I turn, take it off. And I was like, what if, it, oh man, I, was, I, I said out loud, oh, Sebastian Stan is Luke Skywalker. It's going to be. And then it kind of, I, I couldn't tell for a second. It's insane. And then I, thought, I was like, oh no, that's Mark Hamill. <laughs> like, but uh, I, I thought that for a second. I really was like, wow, if they really do that, like that would be. The only I don't think it would have the same effect. effect and so. it's, it's a good, it's a great explanation. The only reason why it's not Sebastian Stan is because we'll never see Luke Skywalker again. Agreed. Probably not. Probably not. I don't want to say never, but probably not. Yeah. Well, I don't. I think either way, it was the right move because they it wouldn't have had the same effect, and like we would have known right away if not. It doesn't even have to be Sebastian Stan. We don't know if they're going to cast him or not, but it could have been any actor, and they could have made him look like Luke, right? Cut, cut his hair, dyed his hair, whatever, and we would have known. But I feel like it was just better to do this one moment with Mark Hamill with the CGI and all that. It just, it worked better. Even though, look, we all know it doesn't look great. Like the, the work. I was, so, I was so wrapped up that Same. we just saw Jedi master Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I don't give it. It's not about the way the CGI looks. It's about the, the moment of him busting through that. I could elevator. give a massive rat's ass about what he looks like. We just saw Luke motherfucking Skywalker wreck shop as jedi master luke and that's the thing like in the moment i didn't care i wasn't even worried about it like i was just like oh my god we just saw luke do what we wanted to see him do after, for so long after seeing and and we're de i definitely want to get keith's thoughts on this it's like really cool because we're like reliving our fandalorian days with, with keith. here um but after getting boba fett back after getting ahsoka after getting bo-katan we get luke skywalker too it's just like like, are you serious? Like, you guys actually went there? They gave us all the goodies. <laughs> I think uh, I was watching. I, th I got. Uh, I was trying to watch y'all's uh, your episode of Mandalorian. I was at work, so I only got to about half of it. Uh, <clears throat> I think Geo. I totally agreed. You. I think you and I are on the same page. Where uh, it's a, it's a pretty good episode. I think you said with a great moment. Without worth like a great ending or something like that, you said. I think I feel that way. I, I think the best episode for me of the season. I think I initially said it was. First, I said it was the Book of Ten. Well, I was going to ask up. everybody that. I was going to say, what is your favorite episode other than the finale? So everybody start thinking should about. We that. all say it at three. On the well, we'll go to Keith first. What is it? Everybody well, has the is, same favorite. 
episode other than the finale? I don't think so. Well, well mine's the previous one, the Bill Burr episode. Uh, Brian, you're muted. I think that's, oh. I I think that's the best. Uh, yeah, that Bill Burr one, I think that's the best one of the season. Uh, because for me, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I thought it the was believer. brilliantly done. Uh, what's it called? The, the believer. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. The believer. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was brilliant. Um, because you get the show, the show, it's a great show. Obviously it's the, 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 all the Western stuff you get, you, like you got all that, but, um, a lot of it is just him showing up and he gets the job. He does a job and there's this one obstacle. Somebody gets in his way, show that his showdown with one person and then he leaves. Uh, or the kid, you know, the child gets in trouble or whatever. He's got to go get the kid or he's got to go get a thing from another place or whatever. This one, you really, and it is a good job of giving you a backstory. This one, you get like, you get some real backstory with Bill Burr's character, but without really, like, they just, it's a real subtle way of giving you some history with him and why he is, why he did what he did, why, where he came from, how he actually feels. And I mean, that's when he's sitting down having that conversation with uh, Joe Chill from the Batman Begins, uh, like that. Oh yeah, that just that's Joe Chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, that scene—that's one of the best scenes of this in the two seasons of this show, because you can just see it building it. He's building up, and the way that Mandalorian, like uh, Oscar. Oh my gosh, uh, 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 Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, geez, sorry. Yeah, the way you can see him looking at him, like he knows what's going to happen. He's like, please don't, please don't, please don't. And he's, you can just see it in building and Bill Burr, like he's, I'm going to shoot this guy right. Yeah, now. that was <laughs> one of the best scenes of the season, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I love that episode. I think that's the best one. This he gives him a look like just so you know, this guy's going to die in yeah. five seconds. So and I don't Pedro think it's that great to choose your favorite episode other than the finale. Now that I'm looking at, there's like three of them that could are contenders. So yeah. I'm curious to hear what everybody says, but Jake's I want to go to Jake. Mine. I want to go to Jake first. And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's one episode, but I don't know if he's going to shock me or not. I'm going to shock you. Cause it's not the Ahsoka episode. Hmm. The Ahsoka episode has the best moments of the series of the season. Um, and that's just coming for me because you guys know how I feel about Ahsoka Tano, um, how they weave her story into this and how, they made her important for this story, the reveal of Grogu and where he came from. Um, the the moments and the revelations in the episode were the best the season had to offer. But the single best episode of the season I know where he's going. is solely based on the fact that this series is the it it's the only reason why I want this series to exist. It's the only reason why I think this series is so popular. It's episode three. Because it's solely focused on the Mandalorians. I want more Mandalorians. Mm. That's, that's, they are my favorite group of, of Star Wars. Um, yeah. I love the Jedi. I love the Force. I love it. But the Mandalorians are my favorite group, group of Star Wars. And the Mandalorian is letting everyone know what this group is really capable of. The mythology behind them. The history behind them. The way they operate together. Um, they're very, very different from any other Star Wars people in the galaxy, period. And this episode was very much like that kind of like tip of the iceberg factor for that throughout mm -hmm. this season and leading into what's going to happen next. 
Um, also, the fact that they successfully brought fucking Bo-Katan into the Mandalorian with Katie Sackhoff playing her also plays a huge part in that because of how much I enjoy Clone Wars, how much I enjoy the character of Bo-Katan, and how far she has come as a character. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable what they were able to do. Um, also, Bryce Dallas Howard directing that episode is mind-blowing. Like, she is an incredible director. She is. Like, it's insane what she's able to do as a director. She put um, an Argyle sweater on a Mon Calamari. Yeah, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. And and just everything about that episode, There, if you watch it frame by frame or, or just scene by scene, you pick up things. If you know what you're looking at, you recognize what's happening with the Mandalorians, the dialogue that's taking place, the actions that are taking place, not just the action, but the actions that are taking place between the characters. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, also a great cameo by Titus Welver. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> duh. Like, yeah. So I, duh. if you didn't choose the Ahsoka episode, it was either between uh, the heiress or the tragedy. And I knew it was going to be one of those or the Ahsoka episode. So, Gio, I'm going to go to you. What is your... The tragedy is a close second because... I'm not including the season finale because it's not fair. Luke Skywalker showed up. It's not fair. But, Gio, other than the season finale, what is your favorite episode? For me, it's uh, the Ahsoka episode. Okay. Uh, The whole Western style of it. The opening sequence of Ahsoka using her... Western? You mean Samurai? Samurai, sorry, my bad. Just I was gonna yeah. say, bro, what are you talking about? Bro, I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's been a big day. It's been a long day. Um, but yeah, just uh, the opening sequence of Ahsoka using her lightsabers in the fog and disappearing, just moving away. That you know, I've always imagined Jedi moving. You know, not always twirling and you know dancing and whatnot. Um, and just the the end finale of you know her and. Uh, uh, Thrawn's uh, student facing off and magistrate, Mag- yeah, thank you. Um, that that whole episode and the fact that Dave Filoni directed it is just it's so, it's so impressive. Um, oh yeah, you know he's not just a visionary, but he can also direct as well. Uh, so for me, that one takes the cake if we're if we're not including the uh, Luke Skywalker episode. Yeah, uh, how about you, Brian? Same. Uh, I mean. Is it just that Ahsoka was there, or like was there other things that you liked about the episode, or the way they used Ahsoka? Jake knows how I reacted when they dropped Thrawn's name. Oh yeah, that's true too. I lost my mind. Uh, uh, Jake, you that. didn't pick this episode. You don't get to put your favorite parts. Uh, um, Brian, do you I'm the resident Ahsoka Tano fan. Fuck off. Do you, you want? Um, <laughs> do you want Mickelson or what's his name? The guy who does. Uh, his voice. Do you want Lars, him to Lars play Mikkelsen. him? Lars Mickelson. Yes. Or do you want somebody else? Do you have another choice? I think I'd just rather have him just because yeah. his voice. I don't know if I could hear it's anyone not like else. He doesn't have the look either. I mean, he's going to be a makeup and, and shit. Yeah. Too, they're going to prosthetic the crap out of him if they need to. And I mean, whatever. Uh, I just need the, the, honestly, the things I look, I'm going to look for the most if they do, if, and when, they do him in live action is his mannerisms and how he talks. Those are the only two things I really care about because he is very specific. Yeah, the voice is big. Yeah, the way he talks is very specific, and how he acts is very specific, and they are different than anyone else in Star Wars. You got nothing to worry about, Ryan. 
I hope so. Dave Filoni's involved. You got nothing to worry about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you um, see Laura said that there was a thing today? Someone put out a. I probably we got this covered. F- effing idiots. Was it? Was it? We got this covered. No, I don't know who it was, but they're effing idiots yeah. for saying this. What they, they say. put. <laughs> someone put that Robert Downey Jr. was going to be thrown. Oh hell no! Yeah, no. No. we got this um, covered. It's one of the worst. Uh, they, they're, they're just they're below the screen rant. They're just below screen rant. Jake, so my, I used to like. My favorite episode, other than the season finale, it's it's very close. It's between episode one, the Marshall, which I still love. Oh my god, Covent! And then, um, but I gotta go with the tragedy because Boba Fett is a badass motherfucker in this episode. Dad brought Boba for the win. I told you guys when we reviewed this episode, I said before this season of Mandalorian, Boba Fett was like in my under my top 25 characters in star Wars. He just didn't do enough for me in Canon so far, but now he's like in my top 15. I love Boba Fett in this season when he comes out in the armor for the first time and he's wrecking shop. Oh my God. Like I, I'm so, and then that end credit scene is the most badass thing ever when they're sitting on that, when he kills Bib Fortuna and they're sitting on that throne and the way, uh, what is her name? Uh, the character name? Fennec Shan. Is sitting next to him and drinking the, the stuff is so crazy. But the tragedy, like, completely, like, made me a huge Boba Fett fan. And I that alone is just crazy. But, I mean, obviously, Luke takes the cake all day. Um, so one big thing for me, though, if Luke never showed up, and regardless of Luke and Grogu, like, taking them out of the picture... I think everybody would be talking more about what about a Din getting the dark saber, defeating Moff Gideon, getting the dark saber, and now there's a conflict. I don't think him and Bo-Katan are going to fight because he won't fight her. He'll just he'll just yield. But I think now that I think I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I think Mandalore is still occupied by ex Imperials. I'm a, I'm guessing never, it's never been confirmed. But I'm guessing that's the case. So um, let me. Let, I'm gonna throw. I, I'm, gonna th- I'm gonna throw a little. Well, what I was saying is, I think now they're gonna have to work together, and now she has to accept. Like she's gonna force him to now have to be the leader. I really hope what I feel like Jake's about to say doesn't happen. So here's 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 what's gonna happen. They're gonna fight, but it's not gonna be a fight. It's gonna be more so Din defending himself against her. It's going to be, and this is the best analogy I can make because I just watch it, but it's going to be very Johnny Robbie and Cobra Kai where he was defending himself against his son who was fighting him. So well, Yeah, because if somebody tries to fight you, you're going to try to protect so yourself. He's right? going to be protecting himself while she's trying to fight him for this. But yes, I agree. I do think that because the history of Bo-Katan is very violent. It's very one-noted. No, how, no, how much we love the character. The character is very one-noted. She seeks this power put a twist on that. She works with someone who is above her and helps him become, because she's going to realize like she said in episode three, we Mandalorians are stronger together. She is going to realize that while fighting, while something happens, there's going to be something that happens to make her realize, yes, we need to work together. Now to your point, Jacob about uh, Imperial forces or, you know, the spinoff of the empire, um, holding down Mandalore, I am heavily buying into the theory that 
it's not just Imperial forces, but that Thrawn is in fact holding down. Oh. I am heavily buying this idea that Thrawn is actually holding down Mandalore right now. And that Moff Gideon was actually working for him. That's um, possible because, well, they said Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka and Ma the Mandalorian are all going to cross over to some big event and, and it could be taking back Mandalore from Thrawn. I have a possibly. feeling that, that Moff Gideon may not have known who he was working for, but that he was working for someone to bring the empire back. Um, and that they didn't know at the time, but like you said, Ahsoka and Din's paths were more connected than they actually realized. Um, and that this big cataclysmic event isn't just going to be for the fight of Mandalore, but it's also going to be for the fight of the remnant of the empire. And they're going to finally wipe them out for good in this show and then eventually coming back for the First Order uh, years down the yeah, road. The Empire is still heavily around right now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, John Favreau did say, like, he didn't say this is going to become Game of Thrones. But he said it's going to be more like Game of Thrones where it's, like, focusing on other characters and not just Din and Grogu. I think putting Grogu aside for now is a smart move so they can focus on all this stuff. I think we're heading down, like, a big epic, like, well, huge battle for Mandalore. Like the one thing that I can say, and I've I've said this from the beginning, but the show has been it's been strictly going to it's always been destined to go to Mandalore. That's the idea of the show. Because we also have to deal, we also have to keep in mind that the armorer story isn't done yet. Like that story is not done. That those are Mandalorians. We learn more about them this year. Um, but the show has been strictly dedicated to focusing on this Mandalorian core. Din can't go into battle holding Grogu with one arm. He yeah. can't. The, like whether and he, he can't leave him behind in the ship. And he's not one, old enough to like protect himself yet. Well, yeah, but one, the ship's not gone. Two, who he wants to protect him needs to be with him in battle. Mm -hmm. And so you needed something to to make Grogu go away. And whether or not you agree with it being Luke Skywalker, it was the only and most viable option that could have been made. You had to get rid of the Yoda. Yeah, exactly. You you had to make the move to move the story forward. You had yeah. to. This chapter is over, and now Din goes into this larger scale thing where yeah. he's going to really find out what it means to be a Mandalorian. He's been slowly learning about it like in the first two seasons, but now it's balls to the wall. We're going all in on Mandalore. A hundred percent. Now that Grogu is gone, the force is gone from the show at the time being. And it's going all in on the Mandalorians. Mandal Mandalorian when comes Mandalorian back. Civil, Civil War is happening again. They, they yeah, tapped possibly. into. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Grogu, we haven't seen the last Grogu. I guarantee you that 100,000%. Oh, I think we have. I agree with Keith. No, we have not. You I guys are crazy. You think Disney would allow them to not have Grogu I think in the show again? You guys are crazy. Unless they want to show us the scene. Dude, he literally of, said, and, I promise I will see you again. Yeah, what? I think you don't write that line. That could be the very last episode of the series. Maybe. And I think what's yeah. going to happen, I've settled on, because everybody keeps talking about, oh, Grogu was killed by Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. No, that, yes. that didn't happen. After they take back Mandalore and the Mandalorian story wraps up, Grogu's gonna go back to, to Din. <laughs> Hold think. on. Why why wouldn't Kylo Ren have killed him? Why not? Because they're not gonna Keith, do they, that. Yeah, Keith, they they wouldn't make the move knowing like, that like even if no, they're, they're not, not gonna, gonna see it. 
<laughs> I know, but they're not going to make that be, oh, that's what happened to Grogu. No, they're, they're not going to do that. I think, I don't think he stays with Luke for very long. Like, I don't think he stays with Luke by the time he starts training Ben Solo. Like, I think Grogu's gone by then, way before then. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. But, Gio, you're uh, probably quiet. I don't know. I was just listening in and weighing the pros and cons of my head. Of Well, I want to hear, yeah, like, or... you know, well, your your thoughts on that, Gio, and then, like, where you see everything going from here. Well, I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be all of them coming together for one final battle. I mean, that's already been confirmed, so there's no question. Um, is Groker really going to survive to uh, Jedi, uh, you know? He's not a part massacres? of that. He's not, not going to be there, though. How do you know this? He's. I, because, okay, I, I have the perfect reason. What, what filmmakers in their right mind, in their right mind, would make the character going away know that that's how characters end up in the story of Star Wars. <laughs> that makes no sense. Why would John okay. Favreau be like, hold on, let's me, why, he why would John Favreau say, why would John Favreau say, you know what? We're going to put Grogu with Luke Skywalker knowing that 20 years down the line, all of these characters get massacred by Ben Solo. Okay. Why? The same reason they would make a movie about Han Solo after we just saw him get skewered on a bridge by his own wow. son, why would wow. they do that? Totally different situation. Why is it different? Situation. It's different because it's grok. Like this it's, is like is you're, you're going from present to past. I'm going from present to future. It's a totally different situation. You guys, it's, it's exactly look, the same. Grogu is the number one selling Star Wars merchandise thing, in, and I'm going right now. Way okay, way. so they're uh, prioritizing like, money over no, storytelling. But, but the thing is, the reason why Mandalorian has brought in non-Star Wars fans to watch it is because of Grogu. I don't think marketing has anything to do with this. I know that. Look, they can still market. They can still market Grogu. All they, they can. But it exactly. does have to do with it because the more Grogu you bring back, the more stuff you do. And I'm not the saying show, it's just the about. The show has to move on from him. The show We're never going to be. We'll never see Baby Groot again. But they're still selling Baby Groot stuff all over the place. Like we'll never. There's a bunch of stuff we'll never it, see. The again story has to move out. on from him. It does. I'm not. I never said he's going to come back and be as prominent as he has been in these last two seasons. We will see Grogu again in the Mandalorian show. I kind of hope we don't. Jacob, you're such a bad person. Look at all these people mad at you. And for your care, Jacob, hold on, real quick. The Star Wars fandom tells me that Jacob, because I disagree with you, I'm supposed to hate you. Yeah, exactly. Jacob, you're wrong, you, Brian. You're wrong. I've always hated. Um, don't give no, I, I guarantee you that Grogu again for sure. Even if it's just oh. like in the last season to like show that him and Din either connected again think. or ended up together. I think, I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll come back. I think he'll come back in maybe the last episode or two. It'll yeah, be I mean, a, like a time the, jump. Like right at the end of the last episode. The crazy thing with Grogu is that like, because of his species and how he ages, he can be around 500 years from now, which is crazy. Like I think we're going to time jump 500 years in the future. What's he doing then? What's he doing here? The first order is doing all this stuff. Where why is why is he not involved in that? I just and I don't know if they had that in mind when they were writing, you know, any of that stuff, but uh I don't know how far back like the Mandalorian story was being developed. But yeah, that's just to me, that's one of those things and I, I 
That's a question I would have personally. I don't know. Maybe it's not that big a deal, but you just be like, well, where it's, it's sort of like how people are like, like, and not, I'm not veering off into this, but like with Wonder Woman, people are like, well, she said she wasn't, you know, she was gone. So how come all this other stuff was happening? And she, you know, it's kind of like that sort of to thing. Me, I think always in Star Wars, there's so many force users out there. We don't have to know what, where every force user is and what they're all doing at the same time. Not all of them become like, the Jedi master who has to take down the evil government. Like, I think there's, there's like dozens of force users in the galaxy at every moment. We just don't, we're not seeing what they're doing at all times. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. And they're not all Jedi is all, but, um, well, all right. Do we all agree? Do you guys like season two better than season one? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 That's yeah. a good thing. Like we, you want it to improve, right? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually thought with that that um, uh, God, that post credit scene, I, I was having thoughts that so the were we. The Mandalorian was going to go. Okay, the Mandalorian is going to be Boba Fett. Like that. So we. Brian and I had conversations about this being the story of Din Djarin, and that that was over. Well, and we talked it. about that when on our review yeah. too, the season finale. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's the first well, thing I thought. I Oh, okay, they're gonna flip the focus to Boba Fett now. Well, John Favreau said no. There's season three and the and book of Boba Fett. My right. logic was it's being told like a book. This is a different chat, like part, a of different book. book. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, book of what? That's what I thought. Twenty twenty two. So yeah, so Mando is gonna come out early twenty twenty two. This is Christmas of really? this, this year. Book of Boba Fett is Christmas of this year. Mando's oh, next year. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Let, let's speak on, Bo- on Boba Fett real quick. Motherfucker's a crime lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, Give it to me. I never thought I'd be so excited for a Boba Fett show, but... Uh, uh, same here. Uh, you know, I got, I'm I, one of those people that I've never cared about Boba Fett. Um, but Shame on you! But no, for me, did this no. change your mind on him? Yes, it absolutely. Really it made me, he, they finally made him interesting and cool and actually confident yeah. he looks like he can actually do stuff. That's because they finally gave him a chance to have a story. Being a cartoon buffoon character tripping or flying <laughs> his <laughs> rocket pack into a whatever, into a monster and dying in whatever. But, that's uh, the same character? <laughs> see, that's where I was like, I'm watching this, I'm like, that's it's cool. I'm glad they did it, but it's like that. That's not the same guy from <laughs> Return of the Jedi at all. It was, a, but, it was just luck. Han just got lucky, man. <laughs> but it's cool. It looks good, man. I, you know, definitely, definitely interesting. I'm glad. He, I I like that he he's like you know what, I'm going back. I'm going to go <laughs> take over this place. Um, I, I like that. I like. I kind of wish you know, he didn't man. repaint his armor, even though it looks cool both ways. <laughs> I, I love that. That's what he was thinking about too. Like, hey, and he has a fresh set of paint in his. In his <laughs> exactly. shirt. Like, he was waiting for that. Right. <laughs> like, he was. He stopped at Hobby Lobby and got some new paint. Chill. <laughs> yeah. So that's what actually, the girl. On, uh, actually, you know thing. what? I I will I will counter that real quick because this is me diving in super hard to like oh, geek side of Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. So, if you look at his paint on his helmet specifically uh there's lines on his helmet and they're painted like a yellow orange um which is like in mandalorian culture is the color of like vengeance and revenge um now after the repaint they're actually like that more red color which is the color of honoring my family 
Mm-hmm. Um, so there actually is meaning behind it with that without actually them saying it. Uh, and I know I, I get it. It's, it's like wonky. I totally understand, but, um, he's a completely different character than, than what he was. And, and they're doing it slightly by these small references in showing that he, he is completely someone different, starting with the, with the armor paint because old Boba Fett would have never done that new Boba Fett wants mm-hmm. to kind of start fresh. And then also, also this. So <laughs> dope. Robert Rodriguez told you guys. Yeah, yeah. And that's he did an amazing he's, job. He's executive producing that show. Is he? Oh, Robert nice. Rodriguez is right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and I'm sure he'll direct at least an episode again. Did anybody see the fan film that he made with his kids? Yeah. No. So, no. so, bef- so when he was given the gig of Mando. Um, before he was given anything. So he's he's been on record multiple times saying, uh, Boba Fett is my favorite character. Like, he's my favorite character. Mm. Um, you can go on YouTube or online somewhere and find this, but he made a essentially a pitch video with his kids, his sons, of the scene of Boba Fett fighting the Stormtroopers. Almost almost beat by beat. Oh, wow. Uh, with, wow. And he used his, action, his Star Wars action figures to shoot it with on top That's of his awesome. sons in armor. Um, wow. and, he, and he goes, he went up to John Favreau and, and Dave Filoni and said, this is what I want to make Boba Fett. And they're like, okay, you got the gig. <laughs> wow. Man, all these directors, really, really cool. They're just all yeah. friends and like, yeah. hey, can I, can I? <laughs> well, you know what's funny about this is that last year, um, Robert Rodriguez, while this was going on, he was on John Favreau's chef show on Netflix. Yep. He was on an episode. Yes, he was. Oh, and, okay. I didn't know that. And I didn't that. obviously, you don't put two and two together, but mm. it was clearly around the time of Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys are all buddies, man. They well, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill said, I mean, they kept that secret for a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know that he was on the. I show. mean, look at Ahsoka. She was chilling in the background of that uh, <laughs> Yoda photo, yeah. freaking out yeah. that George Lucas was holding him, and then. Freaking Rosario Dawson's full makeup and Ahsoka behind. <laughs> I have That's a quick, uh, if if I may, I know we gotta wrap up quickly, but um, uh, so all this Mandalorian stuff, man, you guys with the with Bo-Katan and all that stuff, the dark saber, and is she gonna challenge him and they're gonna fight and all that stuff? I I found that really interesting. Like in that in that was that episode three where she showed up or yeah, was it four, three or four? Oh, it was four. Okay, three. three. Okay, three. Um, okay. Well, she was like, like initially, right? Her and the the, the wrestler lady. Uh, what's her name? Touch the other one? Touch Banks, yeah. Where they're like, and and the guy, like they're just chilling with their helmets off, right? And essentially, because what they say that they he he is a child of so the, he's so he's a child of the Watch, essentially a right. cult of Mandalorians, right? Like a super hardcore. Like Puritan, all not Puritan. Well, they like, have their own super, set of beliefs. No, so she used the word. Them. She called them extremists. Mm-hmm. Extremists. There you go. That's the word. Yeah, right. Like they're like devout, the Mandalorians, right? And they're just like, now we take our helmets off. It's all good. But now it's interesting. Now we get to the end, and he's like, here, take the thing, and she's like, no, like they have to. Like it's just it's it, there's the two. It, it, it kind of shifted here, like the parallel. Like they've swapped situations where now she's being like, "No, I got to uphold this traditional thing," and he's just like, "No, take it." Like, I'm just curious how that's going to work out. I don't know that they'll fight at all because 
if she's willing, if she's loose enough that she'll take off her helmet, like surely he could convince her to just take the saber. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. She can't be so hardcore that she's, she won't I mean, take the I saber. I don't know the rules to be honest, but I think the helmet thing is specific to that group. I don't think it's a Mandalorian mm -hmm. rule okay. overall. It is. It's so, yeah. It, okay. So the, the helmet is not taking off the helmet and it was confirmed in that episode is a rule of death watch, which is Just from Clone Wars. Right. And they're not known as death watch. Now they're called, they're now known as the right. tribe, which is led by uh, the armorer. Um, and that is okay. their rule. Their rule is they don't take helmets off period. And that's why they right. call them a cult. That's why they call them extremists. Um, and when he, when, you know, when he tells them you're not real Mandalorians, you're taking your helmets off and they look at each other and they said, right. the child of the watch which is a, a sector that doesn't believe um, in the classical mythological aspect of the Mandalorian. So for what we know as this is the way isn't actually the way. The real way is Katie Sa or Bo-Katan's way where they're allowed to take the helmets off. And, and, okay. But they, their culture for the Darksaber, the rule of the Darksaber is that you have to win it in combat. That's just like any other you know, thing in their culture, but the helmet thing to them is nothing. They can take it off, but to the tribe to differentiate themselves, they can't take it off period. But even to him, he's like, no, take it. Right. Like, well, or he's but, like, no, but, but because, because he's never heard of the dark saber. He doesn't know what the dark saber is. It's it's and and he wasn't raised in the culture that Bo-Katan was the, the right. culture that Bo-Katan was raised in. The dark saber is the, the prestige of the prestige. But didn't uh what Obi-Wan gave it to uh Satine? Is that her name? Right? Or no? Sabine. Or did she Sabine? No, no. no, no. Didn't no. Obi-Wan get it from uh No, from so Obi no, so uh Pre Vizla had it in the Clone Wars. Right. Pre Vizla had it. And then oh, Maul beat Pre Vizla oh. in combat. And they Maul had it. and so and then when Rebels came around. Uh, Sabine Wren found it in Maul's cave. Yeah, she never okay. actually won it in combat. And yeah. then she gave it to Bo-Katan and Bo-Katan used it to unite her people. But Sabine had never right. won it in combat, which is why Bo-Katan took it from her. Okay. I mean, if we follow that okay, logic, okay, okay. Maul is okay. the rightful owner of the saber. But I think... They're saying like he's not eligible, like he's a trait, like he's not. Well, you know, well, no, he's te like techni that. technically, right now, well, Din Din won it in combat, so he's actually yeah. the rightful owner. Well, yeah. Prior to that, it. I mean, who knows what how Moff Gideon got it and all that stuff yeah. too. So. I was gonna say, do we think he defeated? Uh, uh, I, I mean, Dave I will explain it. I kind of think that he sure. stole it and didn't win it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because okay, after okay. Seeing, after seeing him after seeing him fight, I don't think he can beat a Mandalorian in combat. No, he can't. And you know what? I, I didn't find him. That's the one thing I guess is uh, it's not a negative. It's just a thing about that character. I didn't think he was. He was. I was a little bit let down by him. Yeah, he's kinda, he's more of a political figure. I than never a, thought he was yeah. going to be a badass fighter. To be honest, he is. He yeah, is more. Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah. But, well, not so much the, the fighting stuff. That's fine. I, I kind of thought the fight team between him and Mando was fine, but uh, it was actually I thought it was really good. But I just – he wasn't as uh, – his whole thing was just like 
uh, they think I'm. They, he just seemed like he was kind of like Thrawn, where he's always I'm always one step ahead of everybody, and then it just turns out like, oh, they think I'm in this room. I'm actually in here talking to you, and that's basically it. He didn't really. <laughs> it wasn't really a whole lot to to his plan in that episode, and then and then uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, and then this might be a nitpick. I don't know, but. I found it a little bit like, come on, like he's like, good, you know what? Go ahead, take the kid. That's fine. I I just wanted the blood. That's all. I got it and fine. And he turns his back on him, like Mandalorian. This character, the Mandalorian, who that's yeah, but Din, Din is so immature and all this. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. Din is naive in some yeah. moments. A lot oh, of moments. Goodness. The pirate you're, you're moment when right. they pushed him into the thing. He when they turned him into back the on this guy. He has a weapon in his hand. You know he's armed. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I just, remember the pirates from episode three when they pushed him into the yeah where, where that beast was? Like, come on, he's got a beast. I think they've shown us that he's a little bit naive sometimes. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I just and I thought, he turned his back to the guy. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was just a little mini mini thing there that I laughed at. Yeah, for sure. Well, does anybody have any last thoughts before we get out of here? Bring on the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Actually, Andor. What is the first show next comes out next? Do we? Bad is it Obi Wan? Bad Batch. Okay, uh, and then Cassie and Andor, and then Boba Fett. Does Obi Wan? No, Cassie and Andor is two years away, or not? Cassie Andor is twenty two. It's Bad Batch, Book of Boba. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. yeah, we don't. Does Obi Wan have a release date? It doesn't. Next no. year. Yeah, it's just it's just next year. Yeah. Okay. Bad Batch but, is that's animated, right? Oh, that animated? Yeah. This year is Bad Batch and Book of Boba Fett. I mean, I'm I'm down for that too. Uh yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. And All I didn't right. get to super oh, fast. I didn't get to I didn't get to mention this because I wasn't on that show. Um my fate I'm Rogue Squadron. I'm more that's my thing. I'm uh, super excited about that. That's my number one thing out of all those announcements. Rogue Squadron is my number one. I that's my favorite Star Wars video game of all time. And I can't wait. There's so many that. good things. The so. Acolyte, freaking Anakin coming back. Yes. So many. Here, so many here's your ones. order. Bad Batch, Visions, which is the anime. Mm -hmm. Boba Fett, Andor, Kenobi, Mandalorian 3, Acolyte, Rangers, Ahsoka, Rogue Squadron, and Droid Story. Those are all TBA. Damn. Damn, that's gonna be crazy. Well, we got a lot more Star Wars to enjoy, and good for the Fandalorian yes. Club, right? We got a ton of content <laughs> and more t-shirts for Jake to make. All right, well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Apocalypse Now. Thank you for joining us on our spoiler review of Soul and our spoiler review of The Mandalorian season two. So glad to get Keith back on the show with us. Looking forward to uh, talking some more movies with you, Keith, and TV shows, as it seems. Uh, again, thanks for watching. I'm Jacob for Keith, Geo, Brian, and Jake. We will see you all next time.